Let's take a moment to reflect on what it means to be clean before God. As we listen to Elder Alan D. Haney share how a childhood adventure taught him about spiritual cleanliness. When I was nine years old, my white-haired, four-foot, 11-inch maternal grandmother came to spend a few weeks with us at our home. One afternoon while she was there, my two older brothers and I decided to dig a hole in a field across the street from our house. I don't know why we did it. Sometimes boys dig holes. (laughs) We got a little dirty, but nothing that would get us into too much trouble. Other boys in the neighborhood saw just how exciting it was to dig a hole and started to help. Then we all got dirtier together. The ground was hard, so we dragged a garden hose over and put a little water in the bottom of the hole to soften up the ground. We got some mud on us as we dug, but the hole did get deeper. Someone in our group decided we should turn our hole into a swimming pool, so we filled it up with water. And being the youngest and wanting to fit in, I was persuaded to jump in and try it out. Now I was really dirty. I didn't start out planning to be covered in mud, but that's where I ended up. When it started to get cold, I crossed the street intending to walk into my house. My grandmother met me at the front door and refused to let me in. She told me that if she let me in, I would track mud into the house that she had just cleaned. So I did what any nine-year-old would do under the circumstances and ran to the back door. But she was quicker than I thought. (laughs) I got mad, stomped my feet, and demanded to come into the house, but the door remained closed. I was wet, muddy, cold, and in my childhood imagination thought I might die in my own backyard. (laughs) Finally, I asked her what I had to do to come into the house. And before I knew it, I found myself standing in the backyard while my grandmother sprayed me off with a hose. After what seemed like an eternity, my grandmother pronounced me clean and let me come into the house. It was warm in the house, and I was able to put on dry, clean clothes. With that real-life parable of sorts in mind, please consider the following words of Jesus Christ. And no unclean thing can enter into his kingdom. Therefore, nothing entereth into his rest save it be those who have washed their garments in my blood because of their faith and the repentance of all their sins and their faithfulness unto the end. Standing outside of my house being sprayed off by my grandmother was unpleasant and uncomfortable. Being denied the opportunity to return and be with our Father in heaven because we chose to remain in or dirty by a mud hole of sin would be eternally tragic. We should not deceive ourselves about what it takes to return and remain in the presence of our Father in Heaven. We have to be clean. Although avoidance of sin is the preferred pattern in life, as far as the efficacy of the Atonement of Jesus Christ is concerned, it matters not what sins we have committed or how deep we have sunk into that proverbial pit. It matters not that we are ashamed or embarrassed because of the sins that, as the prophet Nephi said, so easily beset us. It matters not that once upon a time we traded our birthright for a mess of pottage. What does matter is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, suffered pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind, so that he may know, according to the flesh, how to succor his people. What does matter is that he was willing to condescend, to come to this earth and descend below all things, and suffer more powerful contradictions than any man ever could, 
What does matter is that Christ is pleading our case before the Father, saying, Father, behold the sufferings and death of him who did no sin, in whom thou wast well pleased. Wherefore, Father, spare these my brethren that believe on my name, that they may come unto me and have everlasting life. That is what really matters and what should give all of us renewed hope and a determination to try one more time because he has not forgotten us. I testify the Savior will never turn away from us when we humbly seek him in order to repent. He will never consider us to be a lost cause, will never say, oh no, not you again, will never reject us because of a failure to understand how hard it is to avoid sin. He understands it all perfectly, including the sense of sorrow, shame, and frustration that is the inevitable consequence of sin. The Savior's atonement leaves no tracks, no traces. What it fixes is fixed. The Savior's atonement leaves no traces, no tracks. It just heals, and what it heals stays healed. That was an excerpt from Elder Alan D. Haney's talk, Remembering in Whom We Have Trusted. Thank you for taking a moment to reflect with us here on BYU Radio.